It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Bar and Grill in the title. I'm Jeff Johnson. We're live from the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. With me, Tamar Jacobson. How you doing, Tamar? Hi. Good morning, everybody. Or whenever they listen to it, I don't know when it'll be. Afternoon, yeah. evening. Yeah, we're we're lucky. That's that's what I love about podcasts. They fit into people's lives. We get people that are listening on their commutes, and we got people before work and after work. We got people that are listening um, when they're exercising. We got people who are listening when they're having a cocktail. Life is good. Um, so tomorrow we are uh, we're we're back. Part two of me. Um, the first one for me was torture. Um, glad, oh, I, no. no. No, I was. I'm glad we did it. Uh, um, but it was torture. I've had some some nice comments from listeners um, who who trudged through it. So that was real nice. And we're we're back for for part two. So where do you? Where I do you think that start? people aren't trudging through it. I think they're finding it very interesting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's my own. That's I my mean, own bias. Just to make just to make you feel more uncomfortable. I'm I'm sure that people you know, like you a lot and you inspire them. And so they like listening to you. So sorry about that. Yep. That is uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> maybe someday I can get beyond that, but uh, uh, maybe uh, not. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell yeah. you why. Okay. <laughs> Our brain is, is, has been brainwashed from when we're very little and we, those memories and those things stay with us forever. They're unerasable. So to sort of get rid of stuff is kind of difficult. We can accept it or understand it and tweak it, but can't get rid of it. Well, that's fine because I'm I'm pretty content with life. So uh in, in the grand scheme of things, I I I'm feeling like things are pretty good. Where do we where do we jump in? We spent most of the uh most of the time last time about uh the pre-early learning career stuff, but uh yeah. I don't know where you wanted to well I, I sort of I'm curious, actually, as to how you really got started with early childhood education specifically, and then how that sort of journey happened to you. Because um, in these recordings that we do in these podcasts, I like to know why people chose the profession. It's very interesting for me. So for me, I mean, I, th I think like some of the other people we've interviewed, it kind of chose me. I, I mean... I had, we, I grew up there, there were the foster kids, there were the adopted kids, there was my mom doing some 
at the time, uh, family child care, probably, I don't know if it was regulated or not. I don't, I don't know what the regular, I mean, back in the seventies, eighties, I don't know what the regulations were. Um, some of that, um, when I got a little bit older, 13, 14, 15, I, I, I did some babysitting myself for neighbor kids and that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, then I, I mean, I was going to be, I, I was an English major and philosophy major for a while, but there, you know, you don't really, not, not a lot of jobs, not, not a lot of, not a lot of jobs for philosophers in, in the want ads. And so I thought I should, um, so education and what, go ahead. I don't recall you saying that about a philosophy major. And that's, that's makes so much sense because you are a philosopher. <laughs> yeah i yes. mean you know i might not always agree with your philosophies <laughs> well, and, and, and rightfully so <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect you to um but that's really interesting so in, in actual fact you were surrounded by children all your life yeah sure and and look i i enjoyed being a children i have a children i enjoyed being a child i enjoyed play um i i i I, I loved the 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 freedom um because I had a lot of freedom as a kid and sometimes it was by choice and sometimes it was a po- a po- imposed on me um but but uh and and look I used to draw pictures of uh you know how kids draw pictures of houses I drew pictures of houses where where I had houses with hundreds of kids in them oh um, interesting yeah. And so this ended up, you know, I, I started, I was in the education program at college and um, a couple of professors that I liked and everything. And at, at some point, so one of my classmates suggested I started volunteering at this, uh, at this local community center because it would look good on my resume. And I thought, yeah, well, okay. And I showed up at this place and it's a, there was an after school program. They had, you know, there's a, there's a game room with a bumper pool and pool tables and foosball. And there's a, there's kind of a a quiet homework kind of artsy craftsy room. And there's a gym and uh, a bunch of, I mean, it's mostly um, lower economic kids running around Um, organization, a local, local chapter of an international um, organization. And Mm. I showed up to volunteer. And so I mean, they're always looking for volunteers and my volunteer job was, was basically throwing Nerf balls at the heads of middle schoolers in the gym, um, which was delightful. And I really, I really dug it. And um, can I backtrack a second? Yeah, sure. I don't want you to lose your train of thought, but um, you said that you had freedom imposed on you. Yeah. What what do you mean by that? Um, is that like well, neglect? I don't think it was neglect. I think there was a, a lot of. I mean, look, I was well fed. I was clothed. I was loved. Um, There's just a lot of attention given given to those those other humans, and and so I had I I had uh, a lot of freedom uh, came from that, and and I do not regret that because I am a a big a big fan of of freedom and probably because of of that i, I yeah I, yeah i get prickly if i have uh too much control from anybody else placed upon me so. right i have i have noticed that over the, <laughs> <laughs> over the few years with you jeff <laughs> well that's that's interesting to me um 
as part of your makeup because part of that freedom also entailed sort of taking responsibility for yourself in a way sure 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 yeah okay so now you're throwing nerf balls i'm throwing nerf balls and and, and look the guy that runs this program uh uh Paul Kellen was his name. Uh, went by went by Sunny. He he grew up across the street from this community center, uh-huh. and ended up being a a child in this community center. Grew up there. Um, alcoholic father, uh, dirt poor. Um, this was this was his safe place. Uh, grew up, ended up running the place. Uh-huh. Um, and so he was a, a real mentor for me. I started volunteering and. Um, as as soon as he could find the money, he found a, a way to start paying me, and a part time job turned into a full time job. And uh, I, I was with that organization for sixteen ish years, oh um, starting as a volunteer, and ended up. I mean, I, I I I convinced him, you know, to 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 figure out how we could find money to put computers in, and um, he was really. If I had an idea. Um, it was basically, uh, you know, figure out how to pay for it and let's make it happen. And so he was really open to, to that kind of stuff. And, and sometime along, along the way, he decided he wanted to move, he had an opportunity to move up in the organization. And so I took over his job as director of the, of the community center. And it's mostly, mostly after school, um, and then, and then summer program stuff and, and plus some volleyball and basketball leagues and those kind of things. And, and uh, then we're at a United Way meeting one day and there was a, they did a study and they needed more childcare in the community. And, uh, and we, we kind of thought about how we could find space and money to do that. And, and he said, yeah, let, let's do that. And it, I mean, it was more convoluted than that. You had to get board right. approval and all this kind of stuff. But, um, right. and so I had this, this crossroads of, of either open a, child care program from scratch which I, I really knew nothing about or or finish my degree because I was at the point where I had a couple classes and student teaching was all uh, pretty much all I had left and uh, uh, dropped out of school to open a child care center so you you chose to drop out of school yeah I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it <laughs> all right I feel no I, freedom. I, I, I felt I well, yeah. I felt I'd learn more. I, I I felt the the building something from scratch was uh, uh, a better opportunity. And you know, I I've tried jump dropping back in a couple times, but it's just it's just not for me. Um, and so we 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 started. It, I mean, literally the day we opened, we it was it was myself, a work study student from that same college. Um, and one enrolled child the first day in a church basement. Oh my goodness! Because <laughs> uh, we were starting from scratch, and yes. and I, it was uh, it was a fun experience figuring out uh, the money side of things and and the licensing side of things and and all of that. But but I mean, it grew. A couple of years later, we uh, we were at the point where where we were running out of space, and I found an old uh, grocery store building that was for sale for you know, just a quarter of a million dollars or something. I think actually, I think it was only $150,000. And, and um, I'm like, look, if we bought this, spent another million dollars renovating it and buying equipment, we could, we could quadruple the size of program we have. And, and then we did that. Um, Good Lord. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really, I am surprised that, I mean, that takes a lot of skill, Chair. No, I'm not surprised oh. that you have the skill. I'm just so surprised because the way you come across now is like, oh, happy-go-lucky, da-da-da-da, you know, I don't like to be controlled. And, and here you did this amazing thing. But I, I did it with that same attitude because, I mean. A million dollars? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, luckily enough, this organization had people leaving it money when they died. So we had, uh -huh. we had some capital. Um, yeah. but, but, but me and Sonny, we went out and raised half a million dollars, but you know, half Amazing. of that was from, half of that was from one funder. We just convinced one person to, to, to give us a quarter of a million dollars. And, you know, once you do, once you got that done, everything else is, is downhill after, after, after that. But, uh, it's not easy to convince someone to give you half a million No, dollars. no, it's not. And, and one thing I, I, I really learned from from Sonny was that uh, I mean he was a real real people person much more than I am, um, but but I learned um, a, a, a sufficient smoozing, um, glad handing type skills from him and and actually probably because of him got my first exposure to public speaking because that community center you know there was. United Way and other funding. And so um, I'd watch him do tours for potential funders. And then at some point he's like, oh, I got, there's this thing and I can't make it. So you're going to have to have to show these people around and tell them about the program and, uh, and convince them to, 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 to give us money. And I'm like, oh, oh no, I, I can't do that because public speaking isn't isn't my thing. And I mean, in high school, I took lower grades because I couldn't do, do that little speechy thing in front of the class that you have to do in English class. And, uh -huh. and, uh, but then I had to do it and I did it. So that was probably my, my initiation really what into, into the speaking side of things was doing those little things because first it was tours at the program. And then every once in a while I have to show up other places to talk and and that led to to other things and and so that program grew and I suppose I should let me pause you talk for a little bit no you this is it's so interesting what you're talking about and I'm seeing that Sonny was really important to you in your he life he was he was um is he still alive uh yeah he's getting he's getting up there um retired a couple years ago um is he as old as me uh maybe a little bit older Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, but that I'm same, going to be 74 next month. Yeah, that same generation. Um, yeah, really, Hi, really good guy. <laughs> and and so we 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 build this build, well, gut this building, and we did it with a lot of volunteer work. We had volunteers coming in and doing the gutting and you know, anything to save to save a penny and, and stretch the budget. And um then you know we had uh, two infant toddler two infant rooms um uh, uh toddler room uh great great after school program uh, i mean it was a it was a beautiful building and it worked really closely with the architect and and uh did a lot of a lot of good stuff and uh opened that how up how did you know how did you know what what you need for early childhood i mean i know you how dropped to read. out of school no i know i know how to read <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you think that reading is the thing to open a child care center? Well, I mean, 
I mean, it, it worked for me. <laughs> I mean, there are other things, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, 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 I mean, look, you, if you know how to read, you can find out information, and if you can, if you can um, write, you can write a grant, and right, and if you can, I mean, so you then, are amazingly self-taught. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, but you know, I've, I've had the luck of having mentors like, like, uh, like, like Sonny in my life that, that really helped help with that. I mean, but you, you, you know, learn. It's, it's, you, one has to know how to, because I've had wonderful mentors too growing up and one, one has to know how to grab onto those mentors, you know, sure. That's, that's a skill too, in a way. Sure. But you can, you can learn a hell of a lot. I think watching somebody who is, I mean, it's Vygotsky, right? It's that zone of proximal development. When you're, when you're in that, in that area where you're, where you're primed to learn something and you've got somebody that's, that's a step or two above you in, in that skill set, it's really easy to pick those things up. And, and I was lucky enough to, to have that, um, and so we, we get into this new, this building and we go from, you know, me and a fallen, you know, a work study student and a kid in a church basement. And we get, we're in this new building. We're serving 125, 130 kids a day. Um, mm -hmm. We've got one to three staff to child ratios in our infant rooms. Um, uh, we're, we've got, we've got uh, vans uh, going to five or six schools uh, before and after school picking and picking up and dropping off school agers. Um, and, you know, we had for our infant program, we had an, a waiting list. I, I joke that we had people calling like at conception um, <laughs> or, or, or at least shortly after conception yeah. to get on the waiting list because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, there was a real lack of infant care and, um, it was it was delightful. I, I got to design my own office, so I actually had a had an office with a window, which was nice. And uh, then a couple of years later, I quit. Ah, why? Because oh. apparently I'd been burning out for a couple of years and had I no idea it was happening. And how um, how did you realize that? Um, I, I realized it shortly after I quit my job. I was I was in Sonny's office. the The childcare building was about a mile away from the main office, and uh, I was in his office. Um, and we're talking about things, and and he gave me gave me one more thing to do, and I and I quit. Uh, it was you know it's that proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back, and and um, I quit, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and. Uh, and then that was that was that. And driving back to my office at the other building, I I I mean, I've written about it in, in one of my burnout books. Um, I'm sitting at this red light and it's like these blinders fall off that I, I realized then at that moment that I'd uh, that I'd been burnt out and, and the light had already turned green and the traffic behind me is kind of wanting me to move. And I'm just I'm just kind of paralyzed there at this light. And uh, uh, the blinders fall off and I get back to my office and I, I sneak into the building and, and sit in the dark for a couple minutes, knowing that I've got I've to let staff know because, I mean, news like this goes through a program like prunes through a two-year-old. So, um, <laughs> right, right. I, I and, and so I called my, my assistant director in um, and this woman had, uh, had been been in my office quitting on a regular basis for, for years. Um, 
uh, she'd quit over a, a budget problem or a staff problem or a parent problem or a kid problem or a parent problem. And I would, I would talk her out of it and uh, promise I'd fix it. And by the time the door closed behind her, I'd forgot about whatever promises I'd made. And I had to call her in and explain that I, I just quit for real. And, um, so I, I did that and uh that was probably How did the she most... take it? Well, we're still married, so Oh <laughs> um I see. Yeah, yeah. Um that was that was probably the most uncomfortable 20 minutes in our marriage. Um <laughs> uh, she quit the next day. Oh my. And um, you know, we gave our two weeks notice and uh then, you know, sometime within the next 72 hours, we realized we had we had two young children and no jobs um, and <laughs> uh, had to figure something out. So that's how we decided to go into family child care. Which you could do like a, like a breeze after having done what you did. Well, I mean, yeah, because you, we got to we got, you know, it got to the point where I wasn't I wasn't spending any time with kids anymore really it was all administrative right. stuff and and right. fundraising stuff and and a lot of that is stuff i i mean a lot of that is stuff i put on myself that if i you know if i went back and redid anything i would probably prefer to be doing kid stuff and have somebody else do the administrative stuff probably because i right. was capable of it I, I mean, I built a skill set so I could manage it, but I don't think it was anything I really enjoyed. Right. And I wonder how many directors have experienced that. Ooh, uh, uh, a, whole, a whole bunch. I, I mean, I people bet. find, uh, you know, it's 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 a common trajectory, right? People find themselves in the classroom and they they stick around and end up getting promoted to administrative positions and, and then find themselves either unprepared or unhappy or both. Right. And that's, that's kind of where I found myself. And it's where Tasha was too. Um, the, the example I use is, you know, she burnt out like, um, for me, I, I was like a balloon and it just popped. And I realized I, I, I burnt out like that, but she burnt out in slow motion. It's kind of like slowly <laughs> letting the air out of a balloon. <laughs> and and it, it takes a long time and you feel every excruciating painful moment of it. Um, and, and, and I think that's where a lot of people in this profession find themselves um, until they pop so, or found so, themselves, find themselves totally deflated. So you've written a book about burnout. Uh, two of them. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that Jeff. I'm going to look for them eh. because I think it, I think it's a very, a very big problem in our field. It, it's a huge problem. And, you know, there, there, there isn't a lot of research done on it. Um, back in like 2009, the numbers I was able to found, find were that, um, that annually 30 to 40% of people leaving this profession left due to burnout or a burnout related issue. Um, which, yeah. which sounds, so, and I've seen some stuff, some, some smaller things at, since that, that it, it sounds, it seems pretty accurate, um, from, from my experience. Um, and it's, yeah. it's hard because once, once people start feeling confident and competent in the field, they're just so emotionally drained that they, they decide they need to move on. And so that's, 
That's rough. I mean, losing people after the first week when they realize, oh shit, this isn't for me. That that's fine. Um, but when you yeah. learn when you lose those people that have have put put in some reps, have burnt some calories, have built up some experience, it's it's a real loss to to local programs, but to them the to the profession as a whole. Yeah, I think. absolutely, absolutely. But you know, it's so understandable. Apart from the administrative stuff, which is just not what we really want to do when we're early childhood professionals. Sure. Um, apart from that, you know, being constantly with children and staff all day long and having to relate with that kind of intensity, it's it's really hard on a person. Yeah, yeah. It's this emotional labor that I mean, you're 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 dealing with the emotional goo of people all day long and not just the children of the, of your coworkers and right. of the children's parents and step parents and grandparents, or, I mean, some kids have, have yeah. uh, six or more adults involved in their, in their, in their lives that you're dealing with. And, and, and then caregivers are notoriously horrible at, uh, at self-care. And so if right. you don't, if you're not recharging yourself, you find your, you find yourself depleted. And that's, that's where both Tasha and I were, we got there we got there different ways. She was totally aware that was happening and it kind of, kind of surprised me when I realized it. But, um, so we, we decided we're going to open this family childcare program and, and, you know, look, I, I wrote the parent handbook for this big program. And so I, I, we customized it and we, we built the program we wanted to work in and we could have oh, opened. Hmm? How wonderful. Yeah. 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 It was. And, and we could have opened, full of kids. Cause as soon as families found out we were leaving and what we we're going to do, I had a line of people at my door that wanted to come with me. Um, but we didn't want to kill the program that we, we built from nothing. And so I decided, okay, we'll, we'll take two, two families with us, like two, let two kids come with us. Um, so, so that we don't starve, um, was basically the, the general idea. And, um, we were very picky, about which families we selected and um and we started our own thing but you know we we wanted to manage the the burnout side of it and so we we built in things i kind of wasn't able to build in at the at the big center so much we built in we called them emergency days into the handbook where where hey they're going to be days that we're not going to be able to open maybe the Maybe the furnace is going to go out. Maybe we're going to be on our way to a funeral. Maybe something bad might happen. And you're still going to pay us for that. Um, and and we built in vacation days and, and we built in training days and those kind of things. And we we set Excellent. hours that were gonna gonna fit our lives. And then and then that grew. Um and and I think for for me and, and I think for Tasha, it was it was probably the the best version of early learning we, we, we did in, I mean, I, it was 26 years of, of direct care when we closed the family childcare program. And, and that, that, that years of, of family childcare were probably the best. Um, I mean, what a perfect thing because you had that experience so that you could build in that stuff. It's so important. I mean, I watch childcare workers and they haven't any days off, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's it's absolutely criminal it's so bad yeah yeah um i mean I mean, if they do they take many of them are unpaid 
Sure. And, and I mean, people there, there are, I mean, look, there are a lot of people working in the profession that shouldn't be period. Right. Um, but there are a lot of very caring, selfless people working in this profession and that selflessness um, can go to extremes of of self neglect um, in a lot of ways. I think for a lot of people, and I think that leads to a lot of a lot of the burnout. Yeah, well, you know, people who care for others very often—I mean, it's it's not good to generalize—but very often, typically, don't take care of themselves because they're, yeah. they're that, sort of that kind of person who takes care of others. Yeah, either on either end of the spectrum, because there are a lot of people that are doing doing care for for elderly family members and that kind of stuff, or or working, or working in caregiving facilities for for older people, and it, it's the same it's the same problems I think uh, across the board. There, I'm I'm also admiring of your relationship with Tasha because you know working with your spouse is not easy. Uh, no, not. Not always. I mean, um, not your spouse, but I mean one spouse. No, working working with my spouse is is amazing. Um, oh, look, she's the best thing that ever happened in my life. Um, I mean that that day I told the story last step last time we talked uh, about how she picked me up, and that's the best day of my life. We celebrate it every year. Um, it's it's uh, you kissed me first day, uh, June fifteenth <laughs> every year. Um, and and um, you know. When when I the 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 first burnout book was my was my second book with Red Leaf Press and when I was working on that, I had her read something at, talking about that that time when we were leaving the center, um, and she said, you know, it got to the point where I didn't like you anymore. Um, I still loved you, but I didn't like who the burnout burnout had turned you into, um, and. I mean, my goal since then has been not to turn into that person again. And so I've spent the last, well, it's probably what, 20 years now um, trying not to burn myself out again because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I, I would be, I would be totally adrift without her um, in my daily life. Um, uh, she's, she's my son. Um, it, 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 it brightens everything about all of my existence having her with me. And, and, you know, look, she's probably in the next room listening to me say this. And I'm not saying that because she's listening. I'm saying it because um, she's just amazing. And, and we're, we're really, we're really good together. She is, she is very tolerant of, of my imperfections. And now we've got so many miles uh, on the road together that, um, that we we really we really fit and gel together really well i think um that is so beautiful jeff i'm so happy for you in that really i mean what can i say i've been married four times and it's been fun adventures right <laughs> sometimes this this marriage i'm we're together uh close to 30 years and it's 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 great it's great and, and see that's the thing i i i'm I, I, I'm just glad we found each other. I, I, it's just, it's just nice. Um, which is why when we're doing family childcare and I start doing other things, um, like she, what? she's very tolerant of that. Um, I served presenting? on some hmm? presenting. Well, that, that eventually happened. I, I was on a couple boards, 
I was on I was on the uh, Iowa AEYC board for for a while. Um, some time in here, and look, I I I actually I tried to figure out time. I I don't remember. I spend more time thinking about what's going on now and what's going to happen next than than reflecting on the past. But right, um, right, it's it's not easy to do. I know. Yeah. So sometime in there, I got I got asked to be on the the board of the Iowa AEYC. They were they were wanting some family child care representation, I think. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I'd, I'd made uh, Vicki Harris was her name. She was a family child care provider in another part of Iowa, and she she was kind of a mentor toward to me when when I when we were getting into family child care because uh, I didn't know how to didn't know how to do it. I mean, knew how to do the center stuff, and so I was looking, and she was the the president of of a, a local association, or I don't even remember, but uh, I found her, and she she provided a lot of good resources, and and she was on this board, and they had an opening, and so I ended up, you know, having to go to I don't know quarterly meetings, and I bet and, you love that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been on a lot of boards. And in academia, I've been on a lot of committees, and so I bet you love that. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure other people enjoyed having me there as much as I enjoyed being there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I suppose you were outspoken. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I probably. Um, and I, you know, I. I well, Good. yeah, and I I'd been on some some local stuff and that kind of stuff, and this was kind of a bigger thing, and it was you know <laughs> it was it was fun, and I don't know if it was before or after we we you know we'd been they this this group they had their annual you know a a state AAYCs they have their annual conference and stuff, and we'd been to a bunch of them, and uh, and I don't know how it happened, but I put in a proposal to do a presentation at one because at this point I've been going to a lot of professional development over 15, 20 years. And I, I saw a lot of really, I don't want to be look tomorrow. If you know anything about me, you know, I'm not judgmental. Um, I don't right. want to be judgmental, but there were a lot of shitty presenters out there. Um, I mean, <laughs> Uh, I, I never saw you in one of mine. Well, um, good maybe God, you maybe you weren't in the right place. <laughs> maybe my subject wasn't interesting at the time. I don't think we've crossed paths. If I if I was at a conference and you were there, I would be in the front row smiling. Um, now, but now, because you know me, but before you may, may not have liked the subject I was doing. Because sometimes, you know, one peruses the the conference program and you see things. Oh, no, I, I would be, I would be all over. Oh, I mean, if you're, if you were speaking on things you write about, I would have been all over it. Um, but <laughs> okay. you know, there are a lot of presenters that, you you know, that do yeah. keynotes, they stand in front of the podium and they read their notes, which is exactly the same. I mean, they bring in and it, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that their information is bad. It's just that they, they weren't right. good at presenting, which is a, which is a separate skill set. And and sometime in there, because look, I'm I'm a cocky son of a bitch. And um I I, I thought gee, I thought, well, I can do at least that bad. Was my <laughs> right. I mean, that was that was my whole reason. I mean, that was my mindset. 
Yeah. Um, and and I was terrified. And and so I I sent in this proposal to to do a presentation like you do, and and they accepted it. And I was like, oh shit, now I got to show up. And, and then I did, and I'm like, well, maybe nobody will show up because sometimes, you know, if you got 25 sessions going on in a breakout session, there's a chance that nobody comes to some sessions. I mean, that's just just the way it is. Um, yay, yay for free markets. Right. And, um, and I thought, well, maybe nobody will show up, but then people showed up and I had to actually do the presentation and and tomorrow I was I was literally some people say literally when they mean figuratively I was yes. literally throwing up in my own mouth I was so nervous yeah no I I, that, I can understand that yeah it, but I lived through it and decided that that whatever the downside was I enjoyed it enough to to volunteer to do it again and yeah. and then after doing a bunch of you know breakout sessions at conferences um somebody what was her, i can't even remember her name now she left the profession a few years after this but um i get an email from somebody like jeff what's your what's your fee for doing a keynote uh-huh. and i was like well shit people can get paid for this because I, I had no <laughs> I, I had no idea um <laughs> And so I, I pulled a number out of the air and then, and then doubled it. And then 20 minutes later, I realized it wasn't enough because she'd already, already booked me to, to, to do this thing. And, and then that's how the, you know, presenting side of my job got started. And it's such an important side of the job because, you know, when you're working with children, then you're working with children, but when yeah. you're when you're presenting or teaching or whatever, you're reaching many more children through the teachers. Yeah, yeah, and and it was you know I I got something out of it. I don't know if it was. I mean, look, it's an ego thing. If if if, if you stand in front of a couple hundred people and talk and you you have their attention, um, it 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 can be a real ego boost. Oh yeah, and it was it was so there was the adrenaline. I I liked it because it was scary and new. Yeah. Um, um, cause, cause I, I kind of liked uh, at the time, at least liked new adventures and, um, you know, it, I was, I was a, a good enough at it that other people started wanting me to pay, wanted to pay me to do it. And so that kind of turned into a, a thing. And, and because Tasha is so wonderful when I had to leave town on a Friday and to be at a conference on a Saturday and that kind of stuff, she, she rolled with it and we, we made sure that we, you know, we built in, booked things long enough in advance that if there's someplace she wanted to go that we would close down and she would come with and that kind of stuff. And yeah, and so yeah. that, that, that kind of became part of life and, and it was, it was, it was good. And, um, are you still presenting Jeff? Well, sure. You mean like in person? Yeah. Um, once in a while, um, 20, 2018, I decided I was, I was, it was, it was burning me out. I started feeling that. And so I decided then I was going to start cutting back on the live in-person stuff and start doing, focusing more on, on online. So, yeah. Yeah. um, and that's what I've been doing since then. I'll do, I do a handful and hopefully less, um, live things because it, it got to the point where I was spending, half the year, half the weekends of the year on the road. 
right. doing things, and and it was and it was wonderful. I I I mean, all over the U.S. and Canada, and uh, thanks to Nicole and Tosh in Australia, I've been to Australia four times and and circumnavigated the country doing presentations, and got to go to Ireland and do a keynote and and all kinds of oh, fun wonderful. stuff. But yeah, it yeah. was, you know, that's a lot of airports and that's a lot of, that's Exhausting. a lot of restaurants and, and yeah. on the, on the uptick when you're first starting to do it, it's like, oh, this is an adventure, but then it's, it's just drudgery after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, at, at this point, I don't care if I see the inside of another airport. <laughs> I, it was just, it was just miserable. And in, even when, even when we were doing lots of presentations, um, I drove to a lot of things. I mean, if, if I could, I, I mean, I could do the longest drive I've done in a day is 1100 miles in a day. Good um, and, it, it, but if you can avoid an airport, um, I, yeah. I was all for that. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it goes back to that freedom thing because, um, you know, yeah. you can leave in the morning when you want to, and you can stop whenever you want to. And, and, uh, you can take your shoes off when you want to, um, yeah. not yeah. like, not like TSA. Um, I absolutely so. know what you mean. I, you know, I did a presentation in, um, in the Buffalo area in last summer mm -hmm. and I would have, would have had to wait like, I don't know, 10 hours until my flight to come home. And <laughs> I just rented a car and drove. Home. Yeah. And yeah. it was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, the, the, the training fee was all about leaving the house. Um, the presenting I was doing for free. They're, they're just paying me to, to, to put on pants and leave the house, I guess. Um, yes. and, and so sometime in there, I, I was on the board of the, uh, National Association for Family Child Care, that the, the one oh, board led to that. That's and, an important board. Eh, <laughs> um, they think it so, is. I guess. I, I mean, well, I mean, because I think family child care got a bad rap for many, many years until the, that organization really started to be front and center. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I think that organization has kind of abandoned its, uh, it's a uh, constituency, but, um, you that know, happens. It, that happens. yeah, yeah. And I, and I was on the executive committee for a while. I think I was treasurer or something for a couple of years. And, and, um, I will, um, look board, board membership isn't, isn't for me. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't function well, apparently in that setting, a lot of, a lot of talk, a lot, a, a lot of talk, uh, uh, and right. not a lot of action was my, right was my experience and 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 sometimes where where somebody that were there was actually a vote for something that was actually going to be action um the follow-through was was often lacking and and look i i think i'm probably in in a, in addition to liking freedom i'm probably a little bit of a control freak and want things to move according to my schedule a lot of the times and uh it it just didn't it didn't go well I mean, it was, it, it was, it, it, it was experiences I'm glad I had. Um, and, and Funny, met a lot I feel of the same way. I feel yeah. the same. Very yeah. I met a lot of wonderful people, but it, it it's not something I would do again. Yeah. Um, and so then, now, okay. now you're doing trainings online. Yeah. And, um, and having a good life. 
Um, I think so. Yeah. What I mean is your your personal life. You you're in a place that's very interesting and fun. Yeah, you're swimming um, with dolphins and canoeing. Yeah, yeah, kayaking with the dolphins. Kayaking. Um, yeah, um, yeah. No, we've we've built a life that we're really happy with and a place we're really happy at. Um, and and again, everything that came before led to this, and so it's been good. Um, I want to ask you another question. Okay. How did this um, child care bar and grill come about? I mean, probably your listeners know, but I don't really know. Well, okay. Because um, this is so a big some, part of your life. Sure. Well, this is how sometime, I sometime in the child care years, 2007, 2006, 2005, I, I decided I wanted to, wanted to, wanted to write a book. Um because, you know, I I'd always liked writing and for, you know, I talked last time when I was in high school, I was on the school paper and, and, and it's something I enjoyed. And so I was on the Redleaf Press web, website and saw their, their requirements for submitting a proposal. And so I had an idea and, you know, they wanted a writing sample. So I sent them a copy of my parent handbook and a one page um, idea and about six weeks later, I got a, I got a phone call. I said, Hey, Jeff, let's do a book. And I'm like, Oh shit. Um, <laughs> because right. tomorrow, one of my things is I, 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 I think I'm fairly decent at generating ideas and, and then even getting other people to buy into those ideas to some extent, but then you got to do the follow through. Right. And, and, and so I always find myself every once in a while there's so anyway, um, and it was, and, and then the woman who said, let's do a book, um, she went off and died. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, she, she had cancer that was in remission and it came back. And so after that initial phone call, she's like, I'll, I'll get, this was like um, right before 4th of July weekend or something. And she's like, I'll, I'll get back to you after the holiday. And then I don't hear from anybody. And months go by. Um, but because of my low self-esteem, I'm like, oh, they decided they don't want to do the book, whatever. Um, and then a few yeah. months later, I get a, get a, get a message from, from somebody else. That's like, oh, we're so sorry. And this is what happened. And, and we so we so want to do the book. And, uh, that's when, uh, when Beth Wallace came into my life and, um, she, she was the editor of my, of my first book. And, um, and, and so we did that and I did what eight with Red Leaf and a couple that I self-published. And then that led to more speaking, but this is, this all goes back to how the podcast came right. about um right um i'm in i'm in uh i can't even remember i, I think at des moines iowa and i'm i'm doing a present breaking out breakout session and uh across the hall in the big room because she's the keynote or they're doing her her breakout sessions in the big room is uh is lisa murphy of course she's in the big room she's of course famous. she's in the big room of course she's in the big room and you know i i'm i'm wanting to get you know i i'm wishing i didn't have to do my session so i could go to hers but i get to see her in the keynote um uh wanting to go up and introduce myself to her but uh look again low self-esteem uh uh she looks busy and and then right before the session starts, um, Lisa fucking Murphy comes in and and says, "Hey, got a session started in a couple of minutes. I just I, I read your book. I wanted to meet you." And, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And um, 
you know who I am. And, and so we chatted for a little bit and she, uh, she had nice things to say uh, about the about the book. I I wrote someplace the 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 line that was memorable to her was that uh, that that children are something along the lines of children are curious, not suicidal, when it uh-huh. comes to uh, to risk taking and, and that, that kind of things. Yes. and um, and then she showed up. <laughs> And Perfect. sat through one of my breakout sessions, which was really anxious making. You know how this is with somebody you admire shows up to one I of your do. sessions. It, it was <laughs> very uncomfortable. I don't and, know if you've heard uh, of Lillian Katz. Yeah, yeah. yeah she showed absolutely. up in one of mine once and I nearly had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. I would wet myself. Um, and then we ended up going out for um for dinner that evening, and I brought a brought a dead squirrel in a jar with me. And um <laughs> We, we became friends. And so uh, sometime in 2012, I decided I wanted to do this podcast and uh, uh, had uh, had another early learning person going to do it with me. And uh, Lisa was in town uh, doing a presentation and, yeah. and invited her over after after her her training and you know we had dinner and some drinks and and i told her you know we were gonna we're gonna try to record some some of this podcast episode a a podcast episode thing that we're 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 gonna be starting and she had no idea what a podcast nobody i mean this is 2013 nobody knew what podcasts were um and and explained it to her and after a couple more drinks she's like why aren't i part of this and uh then i invited her to be part of it and um that was the humble beginnings. The first show was released in like January 2013. And uh in the next month or two we'll be recording episode one thousand. And um We've got to do something celebratory. Well, I I thought about that, but it's gonna be an episode. Oh, just an episode? I think it's just gonna be an episode. I, I thought about doing you know, I thought about getting people together in person and then that well, maybe happen. you could Maybe you could have, you know, just a sprinkling of famous people who pop in and out. I well, I thought about doing something on Zoom, and I I don't know. Um, you should celebrate this. It's a big deal, Jeff. I well, but it 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 really is just a it's just a a, a number with zeros no, at the end. It's it's a lot of a lot of work and hours and thinking about who you're talking to and the subjects. It's a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. but I want to celebrate. Ar- arranging something also sounds like a lot of work. And it involves messaging people and organizing schedules. And and you feel like I'm imposing more time, to- more asking for people for more of their time uh, for this thing. People like and- giving their time for this. Hey. Here I sit. Here I sit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I always worry that I'm, 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 I'm sucking too much of people's time out of their lives. Um, it's time to get rid of that. Eh, but you know, you are who you are. Um, yeah, but you can shift things a little. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, the show, um, I've just changed the introduction because I, I think it is the world's longest running early learning podcast. And I think it is the world's most prolific podcast, but I don't know for sure. Um, I'm sure it is. But, uh, you know, there have been pushing on 4 million total downloads and something av- for the last year averaging 30 to 40,000 downloads a month, that kind of thing. And so it's, it's nice. There are people that listen and, and I really appreciate that. Sure. It's fun. 
it's fun to it's fun to do. Um, so that'll that'll continue to be a thing. Um, I want to celebrate. Well, I mean, you can sell. No, nobody. No, there's no way I could stop you from celebrating if you if you but wanted I to. You celebrate could, with you guys because you're you so good. Get a, get a bottle you know, of champagne um, and yeah, absolutely. You better send yeah. me your address. Uh, eh. Um, <laughs> I you know when when I released the first episode, I I did it with um I wanted a number of episodes and I I put in those spacer digits first, first episode was episode zero, zero, zero one. Um, because, because I think, you know, as, as, as grouchy and pessimistic as I might sound sometimes I am an optimist. And, and so getting into, into four digits is, is something that I had planned from the beginning. Um, and so, you know, there's, there can be a lot more episodes before we hit, hit five digits and, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. There, there are a lot of, a lot of fun younger people that have have uh, been willing to give up their time to record, and so um, you know, at episode like a hundred, I was worried that we'd run out of topics, and 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 now I worry that we won't get to them all, um, uh -huh. and so uh -huh. that's that's been fun. Um, so yeah. that's something I'm going to keep doing. Never going to write another book again. <laughs> um, that that was that was. Too you've written painful. a lot of books. I mean, I've only written three, but you've written a lot. And I, I don't like any of them. Um, I, 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 I have a tolerable relationships with a couple of them. I wish I hadn't written a couple of them just for the way they, they turned out because they, they end up being, I, I mean, things get outdated so quickly. Um, yeah. and, yeah. and ideas change. They, they, I, so any, any future writing I'm going to do is going to be website blog type base because you can go you can add addendums and you can update things and you yeah. can you can things things can grow but but uh but print books it's it's for me it's a it's a technology that's past its prime um in 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 the in the fact that you you can't go back and tweak things and 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 look there are things in in some of my books that I'm not happy with just because of the whole editorial process um so I mean that is because like I mentioned I'm I'm kind of bullheaded and a control freak so um, can't go through that again but it was it was again it was a good experience you know I, I'm interested in that term control freak because I'm I'm sure that people have considered me that way certainly when I was director of a childcare center sure um, but I, I I'm not sure that it's a control freak as much as that you have a sort of bottom line of what you think is necessary and so you sort of fight for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is because I mean, I've got I've got a worldview that I mean, right or wrong, um probably both because that's probably what all of us have it, because right. we've all got our biases and everything. But, you know, so I've got I've got a way I I've, I've got a feelings about way things should be and and so I like to I like to kind of keep focused on that and and I'm not always able to unless I'm the one that's the decider about right. things and so i kind of right. i kind of like that and so right. um I've, I've i think that's a kind of trait of a leader i know that will make you uncomfortable and it does um but but, <laughs> but yeah i mean that's probably a thing um so it, it it's all been an evolution and in 2013 um we decided in 2011 or 12 we decided we're going to be done with family child care 
and and the way we did it, we let families know that we weren't going to be adding any more kids when when slots opened up. We were just going to serve the families we had until they were done with us. Um, first question we asked if it is if anybody was pregnant because um, we wanted to get a kind of a, a timeline on the commitment we were making. And and so over over a couple of years, we, our numbers went down. And so the, the last year we were we were open, we we had basically two kids for just about the mm-hmm. last year, but we'd had them since they were infants and we couldn't abandon them before they headed off to school. And so right, right. Um, we closed Wonderful. that. And then and then sometime I, I spent like 10 years as a toy company in there um, huh. because my my first book was a do it yourself book and and this uh we were doing a presentation in South Dakota this uh this uh, family childhood provider provider Dawn was her name she she's like Jeff I love the session I don't want to do it myself you start doing it for me um and then I realized um I could make toys and so that turned into a business for about 10 years and it was a fun adventure because I like working in my shop and and you know I I ship stuff all over the US and Canada and Australia and Ireland and and some other countries and and that was kind of fun but uh oh my goodness I didn't know this about you yeah yeah well hey I'm I, uh I should have done more research yeah. but I'm kind of glad because I'm discovering it yeah and I mean that was just a it was a fun thing and it turned into it was like everything has been kind of a hobby that turned into to a job um and then evolves because you know, I'm I cut back on the in-person trainings, but I'm loving doing the online stuff and looking at more, more ways to do that because, you know, COVID was, was a really a benefit, I think, for online early learning trainings because, right, you know, it fits online stuff fits into the lives yes. of early learning people. The problem is there are a lot of things that can be done online as far as professional development goes that states have a hard time quantifying as professional development. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, I've got a I've got a form set up that people can can um get a self uh, a self study certificate for listening to podcast episodes because those are accepted in some places. Um, but, but not all places. And there are things that could be done more asynchronous, asynchronously online instead of live presentations, um, as far as discussions and sharing go that, that would really help with implementation and, and professional development. But a lot of states don't know how to, how to put a number on that to quantify it. And so hopefully we'll get better at that over the next couple couple decades because i think there's a lot of opportunities for, for professional development there and and people need to grow with what's happening i mean this is what's happening yeah yeah and so i'm going to focus on that my my big thing because it's i'm looking at the clock and it's a it's probably getting close to wrap-up time right. uh, my my big focus now is is um is uh policies and procedures because and and aligning them with daily practice because I I'm I'm seeing you know I've I've been reviewing just random handbooks that I find online that kind of thing and programs proclaim themselves to be play-based but then the word play barely appears in their in their handbook um and so figuring out how to help programs better align 
their vision statement and mission statement and philosophy and policies and procedures to the way they impact the daily happenings in the program. There needs to be harmony between all of those things. And I think, you know, uh, it, when it, it looks like there are a lot of programs when it comes to writing their mission statement, they're finding one that sounds good online right. and, and customizing that. And, and, and look, that's not a judgment thing. That's, that's the easy way to do things. And I've totally done it, but I, I think we need to, to really build those, those founding statements into our unique program philosophies and missions and have those flow into our daily practices. Because I hear from a lot of staff that are, you know, for staff working in programs that that tell me that the the daily the daily practice in their program has nothing to do with what's in the in the staff handbook or the parent handbook. Or or that they've worked in the program for three years, they've never seen a copy of of the oper operating policies and procedures. So I've, I'm working on my Playvolution HQ site on, on creating creating documents and, and uh, resources for aligning those. And I think I've just been working on, on new trainings I want to do, and I'm going to be doing some, some focusing on that kind of stuff. And so- That's so um, important. It's really, really important. You know, the more you talk, the more honored I feel to be doing podcasts with you. Well, I'm the one that needs to feel honored because the the fact that I reached out and and you actually had time to respond to me made me feel really really good, um, and so I'm I'm glad we've had a had an opportunity to connect and 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 record, especially these uh the series of sessions we've been doing because I think it's look I I I, I like now and I like focusing on the future, but I think reflecting back on on our our journeys and hearing about other people's journeys um is informative uh because in a lot of ways it yeah. makes us feel like oh i'm not the only one that had that experience um right. but right. It, it can also be informative in figuring out where where we want to go next exactly um, exactly and and it's such and that, an important profession yeah yeah i think so and i i think it's know, the most important <laughs> yeah well, I mean, why would we? Why would we be spending our time with if it if it, if it wasn't <laughs> exactly as as very smart leaders? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so that's what me. a pleasure! What a pleasure to to hear your story, Jeff. It's amazing. It's really an amazing story. I'm I, really glad to have I, heard this. I I. I would tone it down a little bit. I, I think it's, I mean, it's been fun for me. I don't know if it's. I'm sure it's very interesting for everyone. Well, we'll find <laughs> out. I'll report back in six months about what the, what the download numbers are for the episode. And we'll, we'll find yeah, out. Well, I'd like to know very much how we're going to celebrate the thousandth episode. <laughs> um, I think after I do the introduction for that episode, I, I, what I'm planning is, um, whoever I'm recording with is going to get surprised that it's the thousandth episode. Um, that's nice. That's and then nice. we'll just, then we'll just mention it and move on. Uh -huh. Um, cause the, the really important number is 2000, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, or no, probably 2,500 be, would be the, would be the next important one. I think. Okay. Okay. You've been pushing it further and further. <laughs> sure. 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 When I got to, when I got to go back and edit, edit a fifth digit, uh, a leading zero into all the other episodes when we hit, when we hit 10,000, maybe that'll, <laughs> that'll, 
probably important. So, um, you know, I'm just going to try to keep my, I'll myself be dead healthy enough. To, oh, I'm going to try to keep myself healthy enough so that I can, I can be around <laughs> for that. But the other thing I've been thinking about tomorrow with all these, all these podcast episodes and all the blog posts and, and the books, um, I could actually develop a Jeff AI. Cause I mean, everybody's talking about artificial intelligence right. now. And, <laughs> and so, uh, so, you know, that, that could be, could be a, a thing that nobody would need. Well, this will make it even more uncomfortable for you, but you are irreplaceable. Well, aren't we all? I mean, <laughs> I think you're pretty good up, pretty up there, Jeff. I well, have so enjoyed I, these episodes. I I appreciate hearing that, but I'm going to end the episode so I don't have to hear any more of it because it okay, makes me uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> um, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Tomorrow and I have a good handful of these already scheduled to record with other interesting people. And I've got another list of people that we're going to reach out to and ask to join us for these episodes. But if you are somebody or know somebody that should share their early learning journey with us, you can reach out via the the uh, the show uh, phone number, or you can leave a voicemail, or you can send a text message, or you can email me. Just reach out and, and, and throw names in my direction if you think there's somebody we should talk to. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast with the words bar and grill in the title. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <sighs>